0: was kelly's contribution the fixtures dated the last redesign to the 80s if not before pink porcelain fittings and pink and brown floral curtains that hung limply at the frosted window the rest of the pub wasn't much better though the dim lighting hid most of the damage at night the jolly boatman had seen better days as had most of the clientele But it was busy nonetheless, crowded with drinkers. The pubs by the river were all busy. It was Thursday night, the unofficial start to the weekend, and everyone was out to have a good time, including Kelly. But it had all gone wrong somewhere along the way. The others had left. She remembered woozily, telling her to get a taxi when she was ready to come home. She'd been dancing with someone, a lad she didn't know, and Faye had tried to persuade her to leave, but she had refused. It had seemed to make sense then. It was her turn, her chance to have fun. They would taken her at her word and left her. Kelly couldn't understand why she'd let them. I'm pissed, she said out loud, trying to make eye contact with the bleary figure in the mirror. I need to go home. The contents of her handbag had split into the basin in front of her. It seemed to take an extraordinarily long time to collect everything up again. Her hands were clumsy, and there were so many things a pen, makeup, her keys, a bus ticket, some loose change, three cigarettes that had fallen out of their packet and were splotched with damp from the sink. The lid had come off a tube of lip gloss, and as Kelly fumbled to pick it up, sticky red goo smeared across the pink porcelain. It looked for a moment like blood. The noise and heat hit her with a physical shock when she pulled open the door and she faltered a little, trying to remember which way she needed to go. The door to the outside world was to the left, she vaguely recalled, and set herself to push through the crowd. She was walking tall, acting sober, shoulders pulled well back and head up. It fooled no one except Kelly herself. The crowd was thicker around the door, with smokers coming and going from the terrace that overlooked the water. "'Excuse me,' Kelly mumbled, trying and failing to shoulder past a heavy-set man who didn't seem to hear her or notice her cannoning into his back. "'Need a minicab, love?' ''Let me give you a hand,'' said a voice in her ear as an arm snaked around her waist. ''Time to go home, young lady.'' Without consciously agreeing she found herself making progress, guided skilfully and swiftly through the throng until they reached the chill of outside air. It was a clear night, still and cold, and the frost was already starting to bite. She turned then, ready to thank her rescuer and found herself looking at a stranger, a man her father's age or older. Kelly struggled to focus as the man's face swooped up and down in front of her. There were rimless glasses and hair that was surely too dark to be natural and a moustache over a mouth that smiled, that moved, that was saying, Where do you live? My is just around the corner. Why don't you come with me and I'll see you home? It's no trouble, it's not far. ''I don't have anything better to do. Give me a bag. That's the girl. Those are your keys. ''I'll take care of you. Don't you worry. You don't want to be out on your own. ''Not at the moment. Not safe, is it?'' Somehow, Kelly found herself following the man obediently. She wanted to take her bag back and find her own way home, but it seemed easier to go along with him. Her feet were hurting for one thing— The platform boots that had looked so glamorous before she left the house were pinching her toes and rubbing her heels, and the one on the right was squeezing her calf. They were far too high for a long walk home. And he was right. It probably wasn't safe to be out on her own. The man was nice, Kelly thought hazily. He was polite, well-mannered, thoughtful. Older men were, weren't they? They knew how to be gentlemen. PJ had never held her hand. PJ had never opened the car door for her and waited to close it after she sat down. A little heavily, truth be told. But then again, he was a perfect gentleman and stared into the distance rather than at her skirt where it had ridden up. She usually got into the back when she took a taxi, but he'd opened the front passenger door and she didn't want to...